Dude, welcome back to another episode of Digging Holes with Dusty Tunnel. I am Dusty Tunnel. That was maybe the dumbest thing I've ever done. Dude, thanks for listening. Uh, This episode is long overdue. Uh, I recorded it like two weeks ago or something and um, just had a lot going on. I, uh, I just couldn't couldn't get to finish it i couldn't make sentences words and things uh i've just been really busy um i got back on monday from the portland comedy festival which went awesome uh i made the finals there um me and the only other san diego comedian there both made the finals that's louis santani uh shout out to him he had amazing sets and he was hilarious and i am just happy to have uh made the finals with him and represent san diego in a positive way um super super fun it was one of the most probably the most positive experience i've had since i've started doing comedy uh it was just everyone at the festival was so uplifting and so supportive of each other and fucking hilarious dude um if you're a comedian and you're listening to this i highly recommend uh submitting to it and trying to um go to that festival it was it was awesome and it was its first year it was amazing the crowds were amazing um the rooms were jam-packed uh talent out of this world um lots of industry there way worth it and then uh I went from there to um, a week ago, uh, Saturday, um, October 5th. I went and did a spot at the Sacramento Comedy Festival at the Comedy Spot there, which is a nonprofit room uh, started by Brian Crowell. Probably said that wrong, K-R-A-L-L. And uh, he was an amazing person, and that room was also amazing. That wasn't a competition. It's just a showcase. But the crowd was awesome. The room was sold out. And uh, I had just a great time there. So um, both of those uh, festivals are worth submitting to next year. If you're a comedian, definitely try and get get on them. Do some work, dude. You know what I mean? Uh, And uh, yeah, I've got some stuff coming up. Um, What do I have coming up? On Friday, I'm going to be at the Comedy Store in Hollywood, uh, Original Room. Um, 7 o'clock, that's going to be an awesome awesome show if you want tickets hit me up i'll send you a link to get those tickets um should be really good sorry about the dogs barking apparently apparently something's happening outside apparently there's a noise or something and uh they're gonna scare whatever it is away so fuck it don't worry about it uh so yeah friday comedy store original room 7 p.m and then saturday i'm going home baby gonna be home in the central valley uh and to larry at barmageddon i'm doing a freak show with cyrus and tuesday uh which is always a blast things always get weird um if you like weird weird things and funny funny things and weird funny things and funny weird things definitely go to that that's gonna be eight o'clock barmageddon to larry um i've got links to that too i've been posting it all over social media so if you haven't seen it then you're a blind person so that's what's happening with that 
Um, and then I have more stuff coming up after that too, but, uh, I don't have my schedule in front of me, so I'm just going to wait till the next episode to talk about those things. But, uh, I feel like my October is pretty full. There's a lot of stuff going on and, uh, oh, Actually, here's one on Halloween. Uh, this one I'm excited about, too. Uh, the Improv in Brea. The Brea, California Improv on Halloween night. And that is uh, Jimmy Shin's show, who is a very, very funny comedian and produces amazing shows. And uh, that lineup is stacked, bro. So go to that. Hit me up for tickets for that, too. This episode is with a good friend of mine who is... Um, I say good friend. I, you know, I actually haven't really known him that long and haven't even really talked to him that much. But uh, the times I've talked to him, I feel like we connect really well. Uh, he's got a similar style to, of comedy uh, to me where he is sort of monotone and um, relies on you know the uh, content of his jokes. Like It's very word-oriented, very clever. Um, I feel like I just sort of called myself clever there and that's i'm an idiot don't listen to me but tyler brant is very clever he's very very funny he's been doing really well making big uh big moves in the comedy scene here in san diego um the one of the things he plugs in this has long passed because i fucking suck and didn't get this out very fast um but he did he did a roast battle and one, I think he was, uh, oh, he battled uh, Andrew Davis. And uh, I'm sure it was amazing and fun. And I'm sorry I, I missed it. I was out of town. But uh, he did win his first roast battle. And uh, he's doing big things. He's uh, taken over, um, not taken over. He, there is a new open mic starting at Good Bar in Point Loma. And he will be hosting that and running that. And um, it's well-deserved, man. He's... Uh, he deserves all the opportunities in the world because I think he's very funny. And why am I just on here just metaphorically sucking his dick? That's why. Why? I must really like, I must think he's great. That's probably why. But uh, yeah, without further ado, here's Tyler Brandt. Oh, uh, B-R-A-N-T. There is no D in Brandt. If you put a D in Brandt, he will put a D in your mouth, bro. It's Tyler Brandt. And without further ado, Tyler Brandt. Yeah. <laughs> I always like once I start listening, hearing myself, I always, my voice always changes a little bit. I know, like I, every single time. There's nothing worse than hearing your own voice sometimes. Uh -huh. Like I'll record all my sets. But like some of them, I just can't listen to. I'm just like, I hate my voice. I can't sit through this shit. Yeah, there's something weird about it. Like, uh, I always thought that my voice sounded sort of cartoonish or something. Um, but I think that's just in my head, though. You know? Yeah, I think everyone thinks their voice is a lot worse than it actually is. Yeah, just because you hear it, you're, yeah. you're not used to hearing it, so you're like, oh my god, that's what I sound like. Yeah, like do you, uh, growing up, did your um parents ever do like <laughs> home video type things like VHS, like the old recorders? Um, my grandfather did, but yeah. Did you ever watch him back and like listen to yourself? No, I would love to go back now and see it. Oh, dude, every time, uh, every time I would watch a video back and I would hear my voice, I just like, like I couldn't, 
I couldn't like watch it anymore just because I thought I sounded like, uh, I, I don't even know how to describe it. Like cartoonish isn't the right word, but just, I think like overly effeminate or something like there's something about my voice where it's like, dude, you just sound like a bitch. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you piece of shit. Yeah. Like, yeah. why do you sound yeah. like that? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I do some voiceover stuff on the side, like trying to get more into it. Oh, really? But yeah, I don't like using my normal voice because like I can't just listen back to it. Uh, like, do you like, uh, do you come up with like, um, do you think of a character and then try and match a voice to that character? Yeah, usually that's what I'll do. Yeah. The way to make some money doing it is a lot of like audiobook narration. Mm. So that's kind of fun because you can kind of play around with voices and like different characters. Yeah. Actually, uh, now that you say it, I think that you would be good at like audiobook stuff. Yeah, well, my voice is very monotone anyway. Yeah. That's one thing I've learned somewhat recently. I was like, oh, I have a very level voice yeah. all the time. It's yeah. always, there's no like up and down. It's just kind of. Yeah, I feel like I'm pretty similar to that. Yeah. This podcast is just going to be like, da, 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 yeah. da, da, da. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you just see it, just like a constant line across. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it could be like, who's talking now? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's really funny. How'd you get into that? Um, I always did voices growing up. Oh, okay. um, just like to make people laugh and all that. And then when I was going to go to college, I wanted to go for um, vo- like voice acting. But then I was like, that's not going to make me money. So I was like, let me do economics instead. Yeah. And I kind of like put it in the back burner for a while. And honestly, I think doing comedy again kind of got me back into it. I'm like, oh, that's like a fun separate outlet that I can do this with. Yeah. I, I don't like doing voices on stage just because I feel unless it really fits in with a joke. I feel like it's kind of hacky or like it doesn't really fit in well. Yeah. I kind of know what you mean. Like, um, there's, uh, there's like different kinds of comics and, um, like Theo Vaughn says it all the time. There's like joke writers and entertainers. Yeah. And, um, it's one thing that I sort of agree with him, but sort of disagree too, where he's like, uh, you know, he talks about, um, wanting, wanting a entertainer on stage. And I think he means like someone who's animated moving around and, um, I think that's like a lot of comics are like they maybe the material's not so funny but the way they present it makes it funny. Yeah. But uh like your jokes are just like witty. Like you said yeah. you just you I tell just them in it. a monotone kind yeah. of voice but they're funny because and I feel like I'm I'm the same way and I appreciate that kind of thing. And I and I feel like um I would feel like an imposter, like a fraud, if I was trying to be like animated on stage. Right. You know what I mean? It's like, that's not who I am. Yeah. That's why I posted a few times and it's, it's a hard thing for me because you have to have that like energy and like bring it up. It mm-hmm. feels so fake when I do it. Yeah. Like, Are we having a good time, guys? Like, yeah. That bullshit. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I yeah. hate myself. Yeah. Sometimes when I'm with friends, I'll, I'll get animated and goofy yeah. and stuff when I tell a story, but it's like, yeah, if, if I were to just get on stage and start doing it just just like forced i don't know i don't think it would be funny either yeah. i think it would be obvious that it was like fake yeah i think crowds are they can pick up on things too like yeah. you can they can tell if that's not who you are what kind of vape is that it looks like an iP- ipod yeah this is a uh, soren air shout out to soren air there's a sponsor for us tonight um yeah. <laughs> no it's so i start i was getting back into cigarettes um i i smoked like when i was like 19 to like 21 Oh, uh, like a lot? Um, it got up there. It wasn't like crazy. Um, I'd get like maybe like half a pack a day sometimes. Um, it wasn't like a ton. But then I stopped for a long time. I mean, I'd have like occasionally like a drunk cigarette. Mm-hmm. But then doing comedy again, 
you're just surrounded by it. So I was like, yeah, let me bum one. And then that turned into like, I was smoking more than half a pack a day. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I was like, all right, let me switch to the vape. Even though it's actually, as soon as I switched to the vape, all those studies came out, like vaping's killing everyone. Yeah, I know. They're saying it's like messing the lungs up, right? Like yeah, the, but I think it's like these Chinese knockoff like THC cartridges, like cartridges. Right. Are, there was like the jewel, the jewel thing, right, where there's some tainted car- cartridges that killed some people. Yeah, I don't something. know. There's like some vitamin in it. It's like vitamin like C or some shit like that. So uh, like not good for your lungs or something like that. Really? Oh, that's yeah. weird. That a vitamin would be bad for you. Yeah. Huh. That's interesting. Yeah, I um, I don't know. I had, I don't do it very often, but like I was telling you, I don't think we had started recording, but. I've just been trying not to drink, and so this is just like a good, I don't know, it just relaxes me a little bit. But. Yeah. My thing, though, is with, with like these, like I never smoke cigarettes in the morning, but now I'll wake up and just like hit this. Uh. <laughs> so now I'm just like nicotined <laughs> out the, all you got day. You ball rolling. Yeah. Uh, that's bad. <coughs> I smoked for like three months when I was like 21 or 22, and I just hated the... Um, like w- waking up and like your clothes smell like it yeah. and then your mouth tastes like an ashtray and yeah. stuff. So I, I quit. It's not, I didn't smoke very often. It was only when I drank, but I would like, I mean, I'd just be rolling through them all night. Yeah. As soon as I was done with one, I was pulling another one out. Yeah. So felt like I had to quit, but these don't seem like they would be that bad for you. But that's, I don't how know. Get, that's how they get you though. I know. Right. Yeah. It feels that's smooth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and I've never smoked, um, like while sober, like cigarettes, mm-hmm. uh, I've tried one time and I hated it and, uh, these are real easy. Yeah. You're right. That is how they get you. Yeah. Those sons yeah, of bitches, no. dude. They got to figure it out. I'm a, I'm a nicotine <laughs> addict now. Hell yeah. Yeah. It's kind of nice though. I feel like, uh, when I hit one, um, and this is probably like, I, I guess I just don't smoke enough, but, uh. It's probably a normal thing, but I feel like it sort of picks up my thought process, like amps that up, but then like my body like calms down. Yeah. Yeah. So that's probably what it's supposed to do. Yeah. Like I, I feel like I'll, I'll hit it before I write and stuff too. Just mm-hmm. kind of get it like the juices going, but sometimes I'll hit it too much and like you ever like hit it so much you just start getting like a headache and you're like, yeah, it's, yeah. And I'll still hit it again. Like, what am I doing? This yeah. is, I'm not even enjoying this right now. The, um, the other night I, I have a, like a weed pen too. That's like, uh, it's half CBD, half THC. It's supposed to be like, um, like a calming pen. Mm-hmm. Um, I picked it up because like, I, I get just like every comic in the world, I get like real anxious sometimes. Mm-hmm. And so I just went to a weed shop and I asked like, Hey, if I'm having like an anxiety spell, do you guys have something I could just like hit and calm me down? So they like gave me this thing and I had it in my pocket with this nicotine one the other night um and right before i went on stage it was the one at the comedy palace i was telling mm. you about where there's almost all just oh, my yeah. friends so i went outside and i grabbed the wrong i grabbed the weed pin and i hit it a whole bunch of times <laughs> oh, and i don't really smoke weed either like yeah. if i use that thing i hit it like once and go to bed right so um the next thing i know i'm like feeling really weird and my mouth is like super cotton mouth super dry and then i'm and then i go on stage and i feel like my tongue's like sticking to the top of my mouth when i'm talking and (laughs) stuff like it was uh it was interesting the first set i've ever done like really high (laughs) yeah i don't like it like no i'll smoke like a little bit before and that's fine or like i'll smoke after but if i'm like really high on stage yeah i had a really hard time remembering um my jokes and yeah like I do my jokes all the time. I should remember. Yeah, them. it's weird. Yeah. yeah, yeah. 
like especially like uh i mean i have the set you know like there's an order to it so once i hit one joke i know which jokes coming after that and i just couldn't yeah i was having a hard time yeah like i'll bounce around all of a sudden i'm uh-huh. like oh shit i forgot this thing and yeah it's like at the end of it i'm like that was just a waste i just yeah. fucked around the entire time yeah how long have you been doing comedy so seriously like six months now mm-hmm. um i started a year and a half ago did it for like two months but was barely doing it i was doing it like twice a week maybe taking like a week off yeah at the time i'm like oh i'm doing it seriously i'm like yeah <laughs> look at me <laughs> and then like i stopped for nine months um and then i always had that urge to go back and yeah. then once i finally went back i was like i need to do this like seriously like i need to as many as i can do in a week i have to do you started in san diego the first one i did was in la oh okay um, it was actually the day before i moved to san diego um i was staying with a friend and i was like you know what i'm gonna go out no one's gonna remember me i'm just gonna do this get it over with and like, i mean i don't remember any of it because i was so like nervous yeah the uh, adrenaline was just pumping oh, dude i was so nervous for my first one too yeah, yeah. it was i went up at like 132 oh uh, really yeah and the host it was so funny the host like he came in and he started <coughs> and the entire time he was complaining about how he got booked on the show and bombed really hard and he was just depressed and he just kept bringing it up so it just made the mood so bad in there because nice. it's just like i ruined my chance <laughs> i blew it <laughs> like cool man you're, you're, great, still, uh, you're making it worse yeah. yeah what uh what venue was it at i can't even remember it was uh it was a type of venue where i was like what else do they do here besides open mics because it was like a small it was almost like a storage room oh really yeah and there was like rows of seats huh it was like in the back of a bar it wasn't even like connected to the bar. It was like in the back of it. Oh wow! So huh. what was, part of LA? I was staying in Redondo, so I think it was somewhere around there. Oh uh, okay. Uh, I lived in um, Redondo Beach for like a year and a half. Okay, was, that's actually a cool area. I yeah, like it, it is. Mm-hmm. As as long as you don't have to travel anywhere. Yeah, it takes forever to get to a freeway. Yeah, yeah, but it's uh, I lived there and I was just a, like it's so nice because you could literally just walk like down the beach and there's all the restaurants yeah it's so nice yeah if i had the money i'd live there but yeah i was renting um there was this uh lesbian couple that had this townhouse and the top of it was like awesome it um had this huge balcony that overlooked the ocean and um and the bedrooms and everything were super nice and then it had this like downstairs thing that was like um what do they call it like a granny flat it kind of had it had like its own sink and like bathroom like separate bathroom and all this kind of so it was basically renting that for it was like 800 bucks a month or something so it was doable yeah Yeah. doable for a a poor yeah (laughs) (laughs) poor 20 something year old yeah 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 you gotta do that kind of shit though Mm -hmm. you gotta like live those places yeah i know it's cheaper to live other places but like what's the point yeah yeah i feel like um if uh if i really go after comedy over the next year like i want to i'm probably gonna be right back there because yeah gonna probably have to not have a real job and yeah that's the scary part (laughs) i know dude it's super super scary i keep thinking about it like if i uh like lose my benefits and stuff right now it'd be like awful i don't know but just don't get hurt or sick and then yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah have you ever not had insurance like health insurance for a period before uh no i've always had it because uh i was under my parents till i was like i forget what the age was uh 25 or whatever and then i was working at starbucks full-time and they offer health insurance for i think all you have to do is work like 20 hours a week or something 
and then I went straight from that into healthcare. So I've just always had it. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I had like a, I did six month period without it. Oh, really? Like, so I was, my family, uh, we used to have, it was one of the things where we used to have money when I was growing up and then like right around high school lost everything, mm. which is like went from like, well, not wealthy, but like well off to just poor as shit. So like <laughs> had no benefits. I went to college, had no like insurance for a little bit. And then I got in, like the school's insurance. But then after I graduated, my do- I didn't start a job right away. So there's like the six months period where I just had no insurance. Oh, so yeah. everything I did, I'm like, I had to be really careful not to hurt myself. Oh, yeah. Actually, now that you bring it up, there was um, there was a small window. Dude, I can't believe I forgot this, that I didn't have insurance. But I was like uh, the San Diego State had like its own health clinic or whatever so i guess it's insurance through the school but you had to go to their clinics or whatever yeah and uh, i broke my hand and so like now i don't have a knuckle anymore on this hand oh shit um yeah so i uh yeah i went there and got casted up and stuff and then um the doctor that was there he was like volunteering from ucsd and he just would come like once a week for like orthopedic problems right he was like well you could go to ucsd and get it pinned and um you know they do it cheaper there it'd probably be a two thousand dollars or something and i was like i'll just not have a knuckle yeah that's fine (laughs) yeah who cares just throw a cast on it yeah Yeah, even with insurance like my first job i had insurance but the it was the deductible was like seven thousand dollars or something Mm -hmm. like that something absurd and my second month at this job we had like a company outing at a you know, Sky Zone, those trampoline places. Oh, yeah. Super dangerous. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I found that out. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we went, and uh, they had, like, this dodgeball court thing. Yeah, I've played that. Yeah, so we was doing that. Started off with, like, a mix of kids and adults. Uh-huh. And then by the end, it was me versus just a bunch of little kids. And I'm just bouncing around, nailing these kids with balls. <laughs> I'm just, like, getting out pent up for, like, frustration. I was like, ah! Uh, but then I went from one one trampoline to the next and half my foot landed on the padding uh, and the other part on the trampoline and my leg completely went sideways, completely oh, popped out. Dang. So I was laying there and like, I was like, what the fuck just happened? Cause I was in like the worst pain I've ever felt. And, uh, I remember this little girl going, uh, he's not okay. <laughs> and, I was just, and I was like, Oh fuck, this must've been really bad. <laughs> yeah. So I laid there for a while. I tried to get up. Um, because apparently they can't help you. Like the employees can't touch you if you get hurt because it's a liability. Oh, um, so you have to wait for like an ambulance to get there or something. Well, we didn't do an ambulance. So I tried to get up and walk off. Um, I took one step and my knee popped out again and my leg went sideways oh. and I fell backwards. And I remember my coworkers were like watching from the side and I remember seeing my manager's face <sighs> as I felt my knee pop out. And she just like went white and like her face was just like so disgusted at what she just saw. Oh, nice. So it went right back down. My coworkers had to like get me off the trampoline. Um, The girl I was dating at the time, she was there. So she drove me back home. I was like, I don't want an ambulance. I'm fine. It was not fine. (laughs) (laughs) I laid in bed for like three days because I was thinking about the insurance. I'm like, this is going to cost so much money. Yeah. And I laid in bed for like three days. I'm like, this will get better. (laughs) this will work itself out and then finally i was like this is not working out yeah what ended up happening did you have surgery yeah so i tore every ligament except for the lcl oh Um, okay yeah and then uh because of the impact my bones just like just collided yeah the way they described it they're like 
You ever see like a pane of glass that got like kind of smashed and it's like that spider web kind of crack? Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, like that's what the top of your bones look like right now. Yeah, the tibial plateau. Is that what they said? I can't remember. Uh, um, that's like, uh, that's what I do for a living is work in orthopedics. So. Okay. Yeah. Um, that's a bad injury. Yeah, it was uh, it was rough. Um, they were worried they're going to have to do two surgeries. Um, luckily, they did it all in one go. Yeah. Do uh, they just fix the MCL and ACL? Yeah. And then um, usually they don't do anything about the... I mean, they can fix the PCL, but a lot of times they don't. So. Yeah, they didn't do anything with that. Yeah. Um, yeah, the ACL, I got a cadaver for that. Um, nice. The recovery for it's that. It's probably was, a black guy's tent. Uh, dude, that'd be awesome. Usually. It's like uh, because... Um, it's uh it, all the cadaver things come from usually younger people they don't like to give old people stuff right and the younger people that die in the country are um more often than not like black people isn't that sad but also yeah. like you could probably jump higher because yeah of it. dude i've been killing yeah. in basketball <laughs> yeah. lately <laughs> yeah as long as you're jumping yeah. off that leg <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's weird i have like a like a 12 inch higher vertical off my yeah. left leg <laughs> But no, it was, uh, that's the only like injury I ever had to, I never broke a bone mm. and it's just like, that's a bad one though. If, yeah. Yeah. If your legs going all wonky like that. Yeah. I mean, it's fine now. That was probably like five years ago, uh, okay. um, but still, there's still some issues here and there. Yeah. Like, you got it taken care of without insurance. No, so I had insurance, oh. um, but I had to pay the deductible, oh, right, that, right, um, yeah. which is still like $7,000. Yeah. That's pretty, that's pretty insane. Yeah, it's, it's kind good. of like uh, if you're not going to be in a coma for like a year, there's no real reason to have insurance with a deductible that high. I think sometimes yeah. I don't, I don't really know. Yeah, but. that well, that was the thing is like I learned about health insurance real quick. <laughs> I was like, oh okay, <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, they're gonna try to fuck me over all the time, like send me bills that they didn't send to the insurance company. Oh yeah, so there's a lot of that. Like I would get a bill for like another like six thousand dollars, and I'm like, what? Wow. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. Wow. I'm glad that it's doing well now. Yeah. <laughs> Feels good. I'm glad you have a, a leg uh, and you can still continue to do stand-up comedy. Yeah. <laughs> both of them. Yeah. I will say that actually that's when it hurts the most is just standing for an extended period of time. Uh, for is... for three minute sets? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. if it goes bad, you're just like, oh, yeah. my knee was... Oh, I got to yeah. go, guys. I got to stretch this shit out. Um, yeah. That's a good excuse to have. I like that. Yeah. yeah. I'm always looking for excuses, so... Yeah. Um. So were you in LA because you were living in LA, Redondo? So I was living, um, I was living in the desert actually, up in Lancaster. Oh, yeah. Nice. So How was that? That was, it was, it was terrible, but it was also fun. Yeah. So like, I used to live. Um, I'm from Connecticut. Uh, I moved to Boston after I graduated college. I was dating a girl in college. Her family's from there. It's just kind of the thing to do. So I lived there for a few years. We were living together. That wasn't going well. And uh, one of my best friends, we've known each other since we were like eight years old. And uh, he knew I wasn't happy. He was living in the desert because he uh, does like test pilot stuff. So that's like mm. the place to do it in the desert. Yep. That so, way you don't, when you crash, like you don't hit a bunch of people. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what it is. <laughs> uh, but then he was, uh, he's like, hey man, I need a roommate. I know you're not happy. Why don't you just move out here? He's like, it's kind of close to LA, which it's not. Uh, <laughs> I mean, on the map it kind of is, yeah, but like it's still like an hour and a half. Yeah, and then you you account for like traffic and yeah. stuff. It's like yeah, it's awful. Yeah. yeah, so I mean, it was nice. It was fun living with him. I did that for like two years. Um, we had both gotten out of like serious relationships at that time, so it was almost like 
two divorced friends living together. <laughs> like we just, this, it was just the most disgusting apartment ever. Uh. We just kind of just gave up on life for a little bit. Um, we had fun. We How just, old were like, you? Uh, when I moved out there, it was probably 23, 24. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I've only been in San Diego like a year and a half. Okay. Um, but I would go down to LA all the time. We had friends there, so that's why I was always down there. Like on the weekends, I was like, I'm not going to hang out in the desert. Let's go to LA. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what what is there to do? <laughs> there's a uh, meth. Me- yeah, yeah, there's a lot of bars that are just the worst bars ever. Yeah. There's one place called uh, Schooners. <laughs> I yeah, like it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was. They had like uh, sawdust on the floor. Oh yeah, I was there one time. It was right around the election, and I remember these sawdust and peanut yeah, peanut shells. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I remember these guys were at a table, and they all started going like Trump. Trump, Trump, <laughs> doing like a Trump chant. I'm like, this place sucks. <laughs> this is the worst place in the world. Oh, that's um, funny. Hour and a half outside of LA yeah. where it's like complete opposite. Yeah. That's so funny. Yeah. Um, and so you uh, did this weird room at 1.30 a.m. for your first open mic ever, and it didn't make you want to quit. No, I loved it. Really? Yeah. I mean, I was, was there people there? Yeah, there's still some people there. Okay. Um, and obviously, when you say it's your first time, everyone's, like, really nice. Yeah, um, that's true. Yeah. So, like, and the host said something that I said was funny. So, I was like, all right, cool. Like, this is enough to kind of keep me going a little bit. Yeah. I drove to San Diego the next day, and then my second mic ever was at uh, Winston's, actually. Uh, uh, which is a rough mic. Yeah. Uh, I love it. I go there every week now. Yeah. but uh, Sometimes it's good. Yeah, we started actually yeah. doing a heckle mic every week now, which is a lot more fun. Oh, really? Yeah. I um, didn't know that they were doing that. Yeah, because it got rid of the open mic, but it's still kind of an open mic. Oh, um, okay. But now it's just like there's no one in there anyway, so the comics will just yell shit out. And we've noticed it's actually getting more people to come in just because they see it's interactive. They're not uh-huh. just like watching people just talk to nobody. Oh, that's cool. And then you kind of get um, a little bit of a practice at... Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's fun. I mean, we all yeah. like... Everyone's... No one's being that big of a dick. Like it's just kind of like fun banter and shit. Yeah. But uh, but yeah. So I did Winston's my second time. Was doing comedy around here for a bit, and then stopped. Um, I don't know why. I, st- I went back to the East Coast for like a month. Mm. Wasn't doing stand up, and then when I came back, it's the type of thing where if you just stop for a while, like it's easy just not to do it. Yeah, it's like working out or yeah. something. Yeah. Like. Yeah, I don't think I built up the. Like now it's almost like an addiction where I have to do it. Mm-hmm. And I don't think I built that up yet. Yeah. Um, yeah that's how I feel too. Like not so much with um, mics. I just like want to find an actual show. I should be, I shouldn't say that, but <laughs> it's kind of how I feel though. Give us shows, listeners. Give us shows. Yeah. Please. Yeah. Book <laughs> us. Yeah. Uh, book me first. And then if there's <laughs> leftovers, uh, yeah, throw them to Tyler. All right. Appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. That's, it's my podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um but uh you're starting to get more and more on more and more shows though yeah it seems like yeah i mean i had a period where i I had a few shows and then i it kind of died down Mm -hmm. i'm also not the type of person to reach out yeah i'm I'm very lazy with a lot of shit samesies yeah and like i just feel weird doing that i just feel like it's there's a lot of people doing that that maybe don't deserve shows and i'm like i don't want to be that guy that's just like put me up because i come here sometimes right uh, right that's that's kind of how i feel too like i, I want to be put up because people think that i'm funny yeah i don't want to be like you know sucking mer- metaphorical dicks to get yeah, on exactly like i don't know yeah but it kind of seems like uh that's what it takes sometimes yeah i think with certain people i think there's certain people that just don't think about it like 
I feel like there's now I'm, I feel like there's certain people I'm close enough with where I could be like, hey, do you guys have anything coming up? Right. Yeah. Without being true. like annoying about it. Yeah. I guess there's um once you start to feel like you're establishing yourself as a funny person, yeah. then it yeah it doesn't feel so bad to reach out and yeah. and then uh what I've been doing is like um because I've been getting on shows outside of San Diego and I send like a a video mm. and that feels uh less like I'm asking for a favor because I'm sending them a video. So I figure they'll watch it. If they like it, then they'll book me, you know? Right. So I'm at least giving them a sample of the product a little bit and that's been working. So what's your, uh, what was your video from the San Diego comedy festival? Okay. It's, I actually don't really like it that much. It's just the best one I have. Um, I'm hoping, hoping to get a, maybe a good one out of these festivals that are coming up and, maybe get more even more from them but. right and also just uh i've gotten a lot better at um i used to not even want to talk to people like when i'd go out and do comedy so yeah. now i'm doing a little bit better at like introducing myself and networking a little bit and yeah just uh that was the hardest part for me was starting was just you feel like everyone already has their like friend groups and like mm-hmm. you're just kind of this new guy like, yeah i want to be like trying to like infiltrate i just want to like do comedy. I don't want to be annoying. I don't want people right. like not to like me. Doesn't it like bring you back to like middle school or yeah. something? It yeah, honestly, it's it, the same thing. It feels the same. Yeah, yeah. it's like man, I don't think these guys like me. Like, yeah, uh, that's why it's easier now yeah. when you have like friends that when you're showing up to mics, you know people there. Mm-hmm. It's just easier to go out because you're like, oh, I'm just gonna hang out with friends. Yeah, yeah. At, le- at least so and so is gonna be there, so I can go kick it with him or right. whatever. Yeah, yeah, or her. Right. Yeah. There's female comics, so yeah, they exist. Don't. Don't be bigoted. <laughs> <laughs> not a lot in San Diego, though. No, there's not actually. Really, really not. Um, but they're good. The ones that are here. It's got really sexist all of a sudden. <laughs> yeah, I know. I kind of <laughs> want to just keep going down this road. To be honest. So why do you hate women? Because <laughs> um, I got my reasons. Yeah, because they won't sleep with me. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I just watched uh, the movie Taxi Driver last night for the first time ever. Have you seen it? The Robert De Niro one. Uh huh. At first, you said ta- when you said taxi, I was thinking of the the Queen Latifah. Like, uh. <laughs> I was like, like, oh, that's what you're watching. Cool. Yeah, yeah, those. Yeah, that's yeah, the, but, uh, yeah. I know what movie you're talking about. Yeah. Um, and it's funny. Uh, that movie is basically about an incel. Yeah, that's I, a like, good point. I was like, dude, it's like made in 1976, and they were making movies about incels and not even knowing it. Yeah. So. Now they're I making the Joker, was... which is going to really bring the insults. Yeah. <laughs> they're ready. Yeah, the real hero. Yeah. I can't I can't wait to see all the violence that comes from this movie. Well, I know that um, the Aurora Theater, where they had the shooting, mm-hmm. they're not airing the movie. Uh, There's a few other theaters that aren't airing it. A, I think that's understandable, I guess, yeah. at that particular theater. But yeah. I don't know. It's kind of um, It's kind of weird to be blaming things on movies video games and stuff like that yeah i mean if you're like a mentally unwell person you're gonna find some kind of reason to do what you're gonna do right you could just go on twitter yeah and there's plenty on there i mean there's so many like hate websites online just Mm -hmm. like like when i was younger i used to check out 4chan sometimes and like Mm -hmm. it was dumb shit but yeah but now it's like this breeding ground for just like the most extreme like hatred yeah there's a separate site now too that like spun off of that because like eight chan yeah i think it's almost like 4chan wasn't hardcore enough so like we need to we need to branch off yeah 
I think, uh, I mean, there's definitely the, like a terrible element of 4chan, but there's also like a really, a lot of really good trolling yeah. through 4chan. Like they're really, uh, like the stuff that they did to Shia LaBeouf. Like, I don't think I heard about that. So, um, I probably don't have all the details right, but you know how he had that camera, uh, set up that was like a continuous, like, um, camera and it was supposed to be like, uh, he will not divide us oh, like, yeah, thing yeah, yeah. or something. So they kept uh, they kept finding it and um, like trolling him, like saying things on the camera, like pro Trump stuff and all this. Right. And then he would move it, and then he would move it. But they would <laughs> like, so they would take um, the pictures of it that were like on the internet. They would actually like figure out because they're really smart. I guess they would triangulate and like figure out exactly where it was, and then yeah. go like go to it again. And I don't know. I just thought it was r- pretty funny. Yeah, they had one like was like cut yourself for Bieber or something like that where they had like, <laughs> which is so fucked up because they had like little good girls cutting themselves for Bieber but it was like yeah they just have these like weird things where they just like it's it's they do rid- ridiculous things but it's like it's funny how they do catch on though like the you know the okay symbol that means white power now yeah like they yeah. started that like yeah that and it, as a joke the, too yeah Pepe the Frog too yeah like, Pepe oh, yeah. the Frog um do you remember back when um free bleeding was the thing oh yeah they st- they started that yeah like it's so funny like they just as a joke like hey you should not wear tampons for yeah. for women's rights and then like it actually became a thing yeah i think a girl ran a marathon in white pants that's so gross <laughs> yeah it's so <laughs> gross uh but um i i don't know i kind of think it's funny how like they like like a group can start a really ridiculous rumor or movement that's like it's meant to be rid- ridiculous and and funny, but then it does catch on and become a thing. Yeah, kind of goes to show like how sheepish people really are, you know? Yeah, it's crazy to be honest. Yeah, yeah. but um, yeah, the whole alt right stuff that's happening in there is kind of wild now. Yeah, and I'm glad that I was on it when it wasn't like that. Yeah, like. <laughs> Oh, you probably still have some some footprints in there that are going to be hope dragged not. up. <laughs> <laughs> I hope not. Ten years from now, they're going to be like, hey, dude, he was a 4chan. Yeah. yeah. No, I was more of a lurker. I was never really an active participant. Uh, I don't know if I've ever even been... It's a website, right? Or is yeah, it like, is it like a forum? Or Yeah, it's basically just a forum. Okay. And there's like different like categories like you can click on. Uh, okay. There's like... There's a political one, which is where all this like alt-right shit kind of popped uh, out of. Okay. And there's one called like B, and that was just like fucked up weird shit, uh, like trolling and stuff like that. There's a lot of weird things on there. Eventually, yeah. I was like, I gotta get off this because it's it's a little too weird for me. Yeah, yeah. Um, I like I like a creative troll though. There's you know there's the trolls that are just like out there just saying like bullshit things just to be a dick. But if it's a really creative troll, yeah, I can appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, like, you can tell when there's like a there's some sort of like effort like, creatively going behind the troll rather than like. Mm-hmm. It's like a like a good joke, like yeah. Well crafted joke, you know. It's yeah. Uh, or when someone like f- digs through someone's history and is like, "Your dad died of cancer," and it's like, "That's not a good troll. You're just being a dick." Yeah, <laughs> that's like a super dickish yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I don't know. This is a. Uh, I should have had questions. This is well, I, I have something to ask you because I like your jokes about your uh, your dad's. Oh yeah, because <laughs> I also have a very similar kind of. Well, I only have my mom got married and divorced twice. But, oh okay. Uh, do you think that kind of like got you, like shaped you to be a comedian somehow? 
Um, yeah, probably a little bit. Like I have great parents. Both my parents are like really supportive and really awesome. Um, but it's always, it's kind of weird. Cause I think, um, when you live your life, everything in your life is like normal. But right. then, you know, when you, when I like now that I'm an adult and I look back on it, it's like there were a lot of, um, kind of, uh, strenuous moments in my life because i think because of stuff like that yeah um so yeah i think maybe i think the biggest thing honestly that uh led me to um at least trying to be funny is just um uh just trying to fit in like yeah i was always kind of introverted and then i feel like uh my memories of being in school like at a really young age i kind of felt like i was starting to get bullied a little bit Mm -hmm. and then and then i was able to um kind of combat that by being like the funny guy right now so i think that was probably more of it right but um yeah i mean i think it's probably all yeah it's weird how like being funny is almost like a defense mechanism for a lot of us i feel Mm -hmm. like a lot of us kind of had some kind of chaos or some kind of like issue where we had to be funny to kind of you know, mm-hmm. make that situation better. Yeah, yeah. And it's weird that it just kind of, like, creates all these, like, I feel like we're all kind of the same. That's why I like hanging out with comics, because, mm-hmm. like, I'll share a story, and it's normal people. It might seem, like, outlandish or something like that, but with, like, comics, it kind of makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Mo- yeah, most of us are uh, are pretty, like, fucked up, really. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah I kind of, I think, uh, and prob- probably all of us are the same with this, too. I think that I do it almost too much, where it's, like, um, I use it like as a suppression tool, you know, yeah. like something ha- like real bad happens and then I just make a joke out of it, laugh at it and like move on. Yeah. Which, um, I guess, I don't know when I say it out loud, it doesn't sound terrible, but also it's kind of still in there and it hasn't processed. So, yeah. Yeah. Cause it's, it feels good talking about it, but at the same time, stand up comedy is not the best platform for like figuring <laughs> out your problems. Right. <laughs> Somebody has a joke. Um, I forget who it is. Someone has a joke along the lines of like uh, at an open mic, like the, this is what, um, Oh, white people, how white people deal with depression. Yeah. When they don't have health insurance or something like that. Yeah. It's Andrew Tarr. Uh, Oh, okay. But yeah, it's, 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 yeah, sometimes it helps. And like, there's certain jokes that I want to tell. Um, like my dad died on the 4th of July this year. Oh really? Yeah. But we didn't have much of a relationship. It was kind of like an on and off thing, but I want to write a joke about it. But at the same time, I'm like, is this going to be funny or is this going to come off sad? Yeah. Like, I got to make yeah. this funny somehow. Uh-huh. Yeah, I have, um, I've said this a few times on this podcast. I have a sister that died when I was in high school. And um, I'm just now starting starting to get to where I think I have a joke that's actually funny about it, right. like, rather than, like, sounding sad. Yeah. And it's, um, so she died uh, trying to become a pilot. And um, she was, so she was pursuing her dream of being a pilot which like inspired me to pursue my dream of being a comedian. Right. Like the difference is when my jokes don't land, I get to try again tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's really good. (laughs) So, uh, it's, um, but I've, I've wanted to do a joke about it for a long time. I just like, that's, that was kind of my issue was like, man, I think it just sounds sad. I don't think it sounds funny, but, um, but if you can make a good joke out of it though, I think that, yeah, yeah. that's why I'm, I'm having fun with, uh, doing jokes about like my alcoholic family. Uh, like, yeah. My family was like hardcore alcoholics. Like literally everyone in my family, like immediate family. Yeah. yeah. Everybody. Um, 
I'm probably one of the I'm probably one of two people over the age of 21 that's not an AA. Oh, shit. Yeah. So wow. uh, we we got the gene. I think uh, I'm okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's what that's how ask it starts. Me, yeah. <laughs> ask me in like a couple of years, but right now I'm okay. Um, the cigarettes aren't sounding so bad now, yeah, right? I know. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's fun to talk about now because there's, there's so much chaos growing up. Like the things I would have to deal with, just like just absolutely hammered yeah. parents, just like. And did it seem normal to you growing up? Um. Yeah, yeah, because I was used to it, and I think they also hung out with other like alcoholic people, and they had kids too. So we were all kind of in this weird, like, yeah, fucked up like incubator of like right. kids in the neighborhood who were just like, our parents are getting fucked up, so we had to hang out. Yeah, uh, uh, that's that's pretty crazy. But yeah, like now it's fun to talk about. Like it's it's almost therapeutic, and uh, my mom's gone sober. Uh, my stepdad has not. Uh, um, but uh, yeah, it's fun to talk about. It kind of helps me process it a little bit but it's also mm-hmm. fun to reflect on things like as soon as i start writing about it i'll remember another story and i'm like oh shit i forgot about that oh it's like yeah. things like that all these little suppressed stories yeah that are <laughs> weighing on you you don't yeah. even know it yeah that's pr- that's pretty wild did um what did your dad die from was it alcohol related no so oh. he he actually wasn't an alcoholic he uh he was big into a lot of other drugs, but uh, mostly weed, honestly. But he, I think he dabbled with other things too. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, but he died, so he got brain cancer a few years ago. Uh, but beat that, which was it was like he had like a ten percent chance of beating it. Oh wow! Somehow beat it. Um, my sister and him had a relationship. I really didn't. He just kind of like wasn't there growing up, so I was like, whatever. Um, so I didn't really talk to him. And then all of a sudden on Fourth of July, he just got like a weird infection in his lungs and just like died that day oh no way yeah probably from vapes actually it's uh, definitely a vape plated no. <laughs> <laughs> no i mean he also smoked cigarettes for like years um and didn't really take care of himself uh but it's kind of a thing on fourth of july i just woke up to like 10 missed calls and i was just like oh okay something happened oh shit yeah. uh, um i'm sorry it's fine it's july like, wasn't that long ago no but like it's it's strange because because we didn't have a relationship it almost feels like when an aunt dies where you're just like where you weren't close with them, you're like, oh, okay, that person died. But, like, at the same time, it is your dad. So you have to – there is that weird part where you're like, yeah, I should care more about this than I do. And then you have now. the guilt of not caring yeah. as much. And that's yeah. the hard part because my sister is, like – she was a wreck over it. And I was trying yeah. to be, like, supportive, but we didn't have the same kind of relationship. So uh, it was, yeah. It's that's hard. Yeah, that's really hard. Yeah. It's, it is, like – um I mean, like I said, uh, like my, my parents and actually I think I have a great family overall. Um, but there are just like some big moments, you know, through like, uh, my life that like when I look at it, it's like, holy shit, that's not normal. But I'll say that like, um, the older I get and the more I'm actually like kind of able to sift through the bullshit, I think most people have fucked up families. Yeah. Like every single, they're like even the most normal looking families on the outside are like they have some pretty pretty heavy demons. Yeah, like I have a friend that um, he always seemed like he had like the perfect family life, and he he, he does. He has a really good family. Mm-hmm. They're like very supportive of him. This is a guy I live with up in the desert, but I remember him telling me a story one time. Uh, he has Tourette's, uh, very mild, but he has like a little bit of a tick. Where he's talking, he's had like head kind of like jerks back. Um, but I guess when he was a kid, his family was really religious and his grandparents especially. And apparently they brought him to one of those like 
churches where they try to like do the healing shit. Uh, so they're yeah. trying to like heal him of his Tourette's, like take the devil out of him. And he was telling That's me the story and I was like, you realize this is like insane, right? <laughs> like this is totally insane. And yeah. he's like, I know like it felt really normal, but it was like totally just, yeah, it was a very weird situation for a child to be in. Is he, is he, uh, does he have interest in being a comedian? No. So he's very successful in what he does. He's, uh, he's a test pilot. So he works at, uh, this company icon. They do, it's like these semi-aquatic planes that, um, they're like personal planes and he's basically, he got the job because one of the test pilots died. Uh, (laughs) Not to, not to (laughs) to bring this back in, but, uh. I mean, a lot of people, there's been a lot of crashes. He actually, it actually makes me nervous. Um, yeah, I, I would imagine that's probably like up there as one of the most dangerous. I bet it's up there with like being a firefighter. Like, yeah, yeah it's like, um, cause you're, if you're testing an airplane, that means, uh, think you're doing things to it that haven't been done before. Yeah. That's what he has to do. He's just like, yeah. I just take data and just like see how it can handle things. He's told me one time, he's like, yeah, the oil started like pouring out the front. So I had to take it down <laughs> and he was just like stranded on a lake for like a couple hours before they got him. Oh wow. And I'm like, dude, don't tell me those things. Like, I don't want to know. That's pretty wild. My dad, uh, my dad actually builds airplane engines for a living. Oh, yeah? So I wonder if he, if he like, knows those guys, he's pretty prominent in like the aircraft industry. Yeah. I think, I think in the aircraft industry, industry, this company is like looked down a little bit because of, their lack of safety regulations. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Like there's a famous uh, baseball pitcher, um, you know, Roy Halladay at all. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. So he, uh, you know how he died in the plane crash? Uh huh. It was that plane. Oh really? Granted he was on like opiates while he was flying. Uh Oh, um, but yeah, it was, yeah. Well, everybody's on every white person's on opiates now, right? Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) Or at least rich white people. Yeah. 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 That was yeah. a big thing on the East Coast, actually. Is like, I mean, now it's everywhere, but I feel yeah, like it didn't kind of... it, it uh the big like opiate uh epidemic didn't it kind of stem from like Florida? Wasn't there like some sort of pharmacy or clinic or something there where like they were just giving them out and then people were like selling them and that's kind of like they traced it back to. Oh, I didn't know that, but that I makes think sense. I might be making that up though. I mean, that makes sense. Though. I mean, it's definitely like that's how they get a lot of people. It's like. Mm-hmm. Like when I had my surgery, they gave me so many uh, oxys. I was just like, <laughs> it was just way too much. Yeah, it's kind of crazy because they they use uh, like pain. Pain is like the um, like a vital sign now. So mm-hmm. it's like they take your blood pressure, pulse, and all that kind of stuff, and then your pain is like a part of that. So um, they they actually can get in trouble for not managing your pain well enough, and that's I think that's why a big part of why uh, the opiate thing. Kind yeah. of kicked off, you know. Yeah, it was. I grew up in like a really small town, and uh, I got out before it, the the crisis really kind of took hold. But I hear stories now, like after I graduated high school, I hear stories about people like ODing, and like not just like the people you kind of expect. Like there's certain people you're like that kind of makes sense. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. I know. R.I.P. R.I.P. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But then there was like these, I remember there was this one girl who was, I mean, she was in the plays, like she was very like active. She was, uh, she was an athlete. I think she got hurt and started doing, um, started taking like pain meds for it and then moved on to heroin and then just overdosed. Oh shit. Yeah. So it's crazy. Super sad. Especially like small towns, there's nothing to do. So people just get fucked up on whatever. 
yeah i think uh and there's i think there's just this big like tie of like like the pharmaceutical industry is really connected to like health insurance and healthcare, like really tight and i think um i think that's actually a big big part of the reason too like why pain became of like a vital sign quote unquote you know because like really just don't be a bitch yeah. like <laughs> you know like we're, we're becoming so soft just yeah. like if it hurts it like it's because you had a surgery or whatever you yeah. know like it's gonna get better but um i had a i had somewhere i was going with this and now i just lost it um what was i gonna say you were you gonna ask if i want to do heroin right now yeah okay. yeah i have some oh i was gonna get into um do you know what kratom is yeah so yeah. i have heard about that yeah, and it like they actually um, labeled it like a Schedule One drug for a while, so it was like up there with heroin and weed, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and um, I think the like the a big part of the reason was because people were using it to wean themselves off of opiates. Like, yeah, it's like a really popular thing to do. There's um, I actually take it occasionally, and there's a it's illegal in San Diego. You can't buy it in San Diego but I can drive five minutes down the street to La Mesa and there's a store and that's all they sell is the oh, store is just full of Kratom. Wow. Um, so just full disclosure, I take all my Kratom in La Mesa and I wait till it's out of my system before I drive back to of San course, Diego. Of course. So I just want that to be crystal clear, yeah. but it's just kind of funny that like there's this thing, it's just a ground up plant, you know, and it's, um, like it's totally safe. No one's ever died from it, and they're like trying to make it a schedule one drug because it's addictive. It's like, what does it do for you? Does it just calm you down? Or um, so I watched the documentary on it uh, a while back, and um, from I'm probably butchering it, but from what I understand, it kind of works in your brain, sort of like an opiate. Um, but the way that it like attaches to your receptors it's like not as like uh strong as an opiate mm. so it, it like helps relieve pain um it can like cause a feeling of euphoria and stuff like that but it's not it doesn't have the addictive uh properties that opiates have okay and that's why people are so successful at weaning themselves off of opiates by using it right and a lot of people um a lot of alcoholics are using it too to get off of alcohol yeah, uh, for me, when I take it, I feel like it's like a, I always describe it as like a really strong cup of coffee. You know, like you ever have like a real, real strong cup of coffee and you feel really good in the morning and yeah. you're like energized and stuff. It's kind of like that for me. Like, that sounds pretty nice, actually. Yeah. I'm going to have to do this. <laughs> I have some. I'll give you some. All right, cool. But uh, we have to drive yeah, to La Mesa we'll, and then I'll we'll give it to you. We'll do it in the parking yeah. lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's just... um. I don't even, I don't know why it's illegal in San Diego. I don't ever remember seeing like, uh, any, like anything on it for as far as voting or anything, but yeah, I think there's just someone that's just like, you know, we don't want to deal with this. Like, yeah. I feel like San Diego is very conservative, like conservative city for Southern California. Where I feel yeah. Like it's a good mix here. I mean, you have like, you have military, which kind of makes it sort of have a little bit of a conservative vibe, but then there's also a lot of colleges here too. That, yeah, so you kind of get a good mix. Like, yeah. I think, but, um, which is part of why I like it here so much. Cause you can, you, you can find a, a pretty diverse, um, um, like people are pretty diverse here. So like you get a lot of opinions and backgrounds and stuff where, yeah, it's a lot. I mean, a lot of people aren't from here. So you get a lot of mix of just like mm -hmm. from all over the place. Right. Right. Like yeah. I feel like most people I meet here aren't from San Diego. Yeah. Very few. It yeah. seems like, yeah. Where when I lived in LA, um, 
I lived there, well, like Redondo, and then I lived in Studio City for a while, and I think that was a total of like four or five years or something. But um, I found that most people I talked to, like I could, before I ever even like said a word to them, I could probably guess what all their opinions on everything were. You know, right, it's yeah. like, uh, it's not not as fun when it, you're kind of in an echo chamber, chamber a little bit. I mean, I, l- I met a lot of awesome people. I have a lot of really good friends in LA, but it's just... Uh, San Diego's a little, it's nicer for that reason that you can find people to, like you can find people to argue with. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes that's fun. Like I like that. Yeah. 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 If, as long as it's like, there's certain people I can have differing opinions on and we can kind of talk it out and it's like, it doesn't get to the point where like they're just trying to like over talk and like put your opinion down. Right. Like I like when there's kind of a back and forth. Some yeah. people are just like, no, wrong. Yeah. It's like, where are we going to go from there? Like. Yeah, this is not a conversation anymore. Yeah, and I feel like um, there's like there there are a lot of people now where if you have a certain opinion, then all of a sudden you're like a bad person. Yeah, it's like I don't know. You've known me for a while now, and you suddenly like think that I'm a bad person because I think this. You know, it's right. like eh, I don't. Yeah. Why, why can't we just uh, disagree on something but still know that we're. I mean, I am a bad person, yeah. but I'm, <laughs> We're all <a> bad. <laughs> yeah, I'm not a good person at yeah. all. You really shouldn't associate <laughs> with me, but I'm going to leave right yeah. now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You, uh, the fact that you're on my podcast means that you're, um, you're never getting booked again. Nice. So, yeah. Perfect. <laughs> I mean, you'll get booked by, um, no, you'll get booked by nobody. Yeah. Perfect. I want to go back to something you said though, about, uh, using kratom to for alcoholics oh yeah have you heard about like all the studies with like um like mdma mushrooms like taking that to get like people stop drinking yeah the psilocybin yeah yeah yeah. and they do mdma too yeah and they're um they're using it for i mean for alcoholism and then um depression too right like it's a big depression thing uh, like microdosing or whatever. Yeah, I've done, yeah. I've done that for a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, the problem with that is sometimes you take too much. And uh, <laughs> I saw, I won't say his name because I don't know if he wants, oh, he posted on Facebook, Mike Bentley. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, about like taking too much. And I had that happen once where I was like, had to work. Uh, you're tripping balls. Yeah, like I went to the bathroom before I left and I was just like, ooh, the walls are kind of moving a little <laughs> bit. <laughs> this is not good. Uh, that's kind of awesome. I've never uh, I've never taken a um, hallucinogen before or a psychedelic, I guess, is the right word, right? Psychedelic. Yeah. I kind of want to. I w- I'd like to try microdosing a little bit and see how it affects my mood because I feel like I have like pretty massive mood swings, you know? Yeah. I definitely... Um, like by uh, my mom's bipolar. I don't know if I should really even say that on here because like people from my hometown listen and she listens, but um, she's pretty open about it. But uh, I feel like um, the older I get, I think I'm starting to like shift towards that. Like, um, especially like I notice like when I'm really funny and I'm writing a lot. Like I like I'll think about it and I'll and I'll notice that I'm on this like high like a like a manic or something and then right like i wake up like like i will sleep five hours wake up and i'm just like up and i'm ready and i'm doing things and then all of a sudden like i wake up one day and i like don't want to get out of bed and i just hate myself and all this stuff and it's like i kind of want to see if um trying something like that would level it out a little bit because uh, i definitely don't want to be on like meds you know yeah because my mom's the same way where she's 
I don't know if she's bipolar, but she's on some medicine for her fucking just crazy mind. Like she used to just go batshit insane sometimes. And she's like trying to get me to do it. I'm like, I'm good. Like I'll just, yeah. it, she's, it's weird because, because she got sober, she's like very against like any kind of like drug, like, so to speak. But she's also on like a ton of like pharmaceutical drugs. So. Yeah. Is it different though? Yeah. Do you think, um, you feel like her drinking, uh, letter to that direction or um no i think she had a rough life um mm-hmm. all my like my uncles had like they all had a really fucked up childhood like i think like i had a, like not a great one but like i hear stories about them growing up like my one of my uncles was in rehab when he was like 17 oh wow another uncle he uh he actually he had such a bad accident while drunk driving that they redesign the highway <laughs> oh no way yeah because he went off there's like an exit he's changing history dude. yeah he's, <laughs> he uh re-landscaped connecticut's highways <laughs> but i guess there's like a part where there's an exit and there's this like really steep drop off like in the middle of it and he was drunk and just like drove right through it i feel like that's the joke that you would you could write really well like yeah i think i could do that yeah 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 like your style of comedy like just the even just the way you, that you like uh, phrase that like he restructured Connecticut's highways yeah. or something like that was kind of funny. All right, yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll write that down. Um, but yeah, he uh, yeah he wasn't wearing a seatbelt, got thrown from the car. That's the only reason he survived. Actually, they wow. said they're like, yeah, if you were in the car, you would have been dead. Oh wow! But they redesigned so that it wasn't just like this massive drop off. Yeah, that's probably a good idea, especially for if people drive through their junk all the time. Yeah, <laughs> that's what we do in Connecticut. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, they all had like a really weird upbringing. I mean, my mom was like one of the older ones, so she, my my younger uncle especially, he like, I mean, he was doing acid at like thirteen and shit. Like, oh wow! They had a really weird childhood, so I think that's why my mom's kind of the way yeah. she is. I think she just kind of had the pen- pendulum kind of swaying the other way. Of yeah, and she got sober pretty early on, um, and then she met my stepdad. And he drank a lot, and then he kind of got her back into drinking, uh, and that was right around when I was like eight, I guess. So that's when it was kind of just went like off the rails. Oh uh, wow! And then she got sober when I was probably like thirteen, fourteen, probably fourteen, I guess. Huh. Um, did she have to go to rehab or anything, or she just did no? It? She just um, they kind of got separated. They weren't like legally separated, but they were like separated, and I think. There's actually, this is a sad story, actually, but I'll tell it anyway. Yeah. No, tell uh, it laughing and smiling. Yeah. And it'll, just, <laughs> it'll trick us into thinking it's a, a yeah. happy story. Yeah. So I don't remember, I don't remember this. I might've been sleeping, but I guess my mom, my mom came back. She was out drinking, came back really fucked up. I think she like fucked up the car. She pulled in and she came in and my sister was there and my mom like passed out on the living room floor, was like throwing up. And oh, my sister wow. was like, had to like take care of her. My sister was like young too. Mm. Like she was probably like, I guess maybe I was younger when she got sober. Maybe I was like 12 or 13. But, uh, so my sister was like 14 then. And, uh, I guess my sister told her because we had really young, we have, my brothers are eight years younger than I am. So they're 19 now. Um, but my sister told her, she's like, if you don't stop doing this, I'm going to take Tyler and the twins and we're just going to leave and not tell you where we're going. Oh, wow. And then that, that set my mom to like, I can't, she's like, I can't lose my kids. Oh, wow. My sister was very serious about it too. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. So that's huh. like, I think that was the kind of the catalyst that got her to be like, oh, this is, I'm actually doing all the damage that I had as a kid. 
I'm doing that to my kids. Right. Wow. That's pretty wild. Yeah. Huh. I guess, um, I, d- I mean, I obviously didn't know my mom before I was born, but before I was born, she was tell- uh, used to tell me that uh, her and my dad, like, drank a lot, and she was, like, really into partying and stuff. And I guess once she got pregnant with my sister, that was, like, she just stopped. Like, she doesn't drink at all anymore. She kind of went through um, a phase where she was drinking a little bit um, a few years ago, but... Um, yeah, I've never really known her to drink, but, uh, it's just kind of interesting how like, you know, the kids can have that kind of effect on, especially moms. It seems like, yeah. Also, but also I have a sister who smokes meth and she has kids and, uh, her kids have not stopped her. <laughs> so <laughs> she doesn't have yeah. custody of either one anymore. Oh, so. shit. Yeah. 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 I'm go- I guess I'm glad that we didn't do meth, but yeah. At the same time, it's whatever whatever vice you have, you can just ruin yeah. your life with that shit. Yeah, Connecticut seems like it wouldn't be so much meth. It seems like it'd be opiates. Yeah. yeah, yeah. At one point, I used to go to I went to University of Connecticut, and uh, I was living off campus, and I was right on like the town border of this place called Willimantic, mm. which at one point was like the heroin capital of like the East Coast nice. or like or the Northeast. And we used to joke like we'd be in the apartment, and we're like. I wonder how quick we could get heroin if we really wanted to right now. Like, if we just like <laughs> went down the street and like asked, we could probably get it in within f- like 15 minutes. Oh, that's pretty crazy. Yeah. Like you should have tried it just to see. I know. I kind of wanted to, but uh, yeah. I mean, you just like cross that town, like the border of like the town. It was just like just the saddest town. Yeah. It's like, I get it. Why people are doing heroin here. There's nothing else here. Yeah. There's a lot of surrounding areas of um, my hometown that were supposedly like the meth capitals of, california but it seems like a lot of um a lot of towns claim like the whatever yeah, capital they have nothing of, else going on They're yeah like, it's like we have meth <laughs> right right so i don't know if it was really that prominent but um like hanford i think uh is supposed to produce a lot of he- a lot of meth and um i don't know i've never tried it yeah that's yeah. one thing i don't want to try yeah um, that seems like the one that like like the one time could get you like hooked, yeah. right? Yeah. I mean, I don't really know that much about it, but it seems like that one time and you, you could be ruining your life, yeah. you know, where most things I think you can try it once and then like be like, ah, I don't think I want to do that anymore. That's why I like psychedelics because it's not something you can really, I mean, you could definitely abuse it, mm-hmm. but it's hard to abuse something that lasts like eight hours where you're just like out of your mind for <laughs> eight hours. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. it's really, I mean, granted I did like in college, I did a lot of acid. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. It was, um, I mean, we had some great times. I have some crazy stories where I remember this one time it was a snowstorm. We all like, we're going to be snowed in. Let's just go to like my friend's apartment. We'll just like have a bunch of beer, have some acid and just like, <laughs> you know, wait the storm out. <laughs> and, uh, we were all tripping pretty hard. And, uh, my friend's roommate, she had gone to a party that was like two houses down and she comes back and she's like holding her face and she's like, I just got punched. I just got punched. And like in our minds, we're like, oh, some guy just hit her. Like we're like, oh, fuck. And then all of a sudden, there's people outside the door banging on the door screaming. And we're all tripping so hard. And I'm just like, oh, my God, what is happening right now? Like is someone going to come in here and try to fight us? <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, you're going to you're gonna have to fight real people yeah. and demons at the same yeah, time. <laughs> yeah. And then the cops came, too. So we see the lights outside. Oh, shit. Yeah. And we're like, oh, fuck, they're going to come here and ask us like what happened. And we're like freaking out. Meanwhile, Chappelle show is in the background. <laughs> <laughs> it was just it was just like the, like for like a couple like a couple of months. I couldn't watch Chappelle like 
it was just like it brought back this like fear. I was like, holy shit. Uh, it's like when you drink too much of uh, like a certain liquor. Yeah, or yeah, it's like, exactly uh, like that. <laughs> Luckily, the cops didn't come, but it was just like all of us. It kind of just was she them. was she tripping too? The no, no, uh, she was. Uh, that's why she left because she was like, all right, you guys are doing your thing. Uh, but then she just ruined it for us by coming back. We, oh, she left after getting punched in the face and people chasing her to your. Well, no, she place? so uh, she came back and then she was in there and they're all outside. She eventually went back outside, um, and then the girl who punched her. Um, she was so fucked up. She threatened to like kill herself. She started like banging her head against the door. Yeah. Oh, that was what the banging was. No. So they oh. were banging there, but oh, then okay. they, later on, cause it escalated more. Oh shit. So she started like, she's like, I'm going to kill myself. I'm going to kill myself. Oh. And started like the girls hitting. are so dramatic, dude. I know, but she yeah. had to get like, yeah, they are fucking yeah. bitches. <laughs> <laughs> Shout uh, out to women. I love you all. Yeah. Um, <laughs> love women. You're very funny. Yeah. And, um, but yeah, they, uh, dramatic they had to like strap her down and take her to like the hospital to keep her overnight just because oh. like she was a risk to herself yeah 51 50 or whatever is that what yeah, they call yeah. that yeah. yeah yeah so not a good not a good time on acid yeah uh, <laughs> <laughs> but you did it a bunch of times you i'm sure yeah. you had some great times if uh you did, yeah. kept doing it right? yeah no it was fun um i had a friend that used to get like vials of it so it was just kind of a thing that wow yeah. vials isn't that a lot like don't you just take like a like a dropper on a piece of paper i don't know yeah no about it really that's but. that's why he would, he would get it because he was he was selling a little bit of it but he was also like actually i guess you can't be addicted to that kind of stuff because he was definitely addicted to it. <laughs> he's doing it all the time yeah he's doing it all the time yeah acid kind of uh it kind of scares me because it seems like something that um can affect you long term if you do especially if you do a lot of it but yeah i have some i knew one guy in particular that he was always kind of weird and then he just turned into like this you just couldn't like connect with him anymore he was like in this different world and he he's still kind of like that now he was living in a in a different dimension dude yeah pretty much yeah i mean every time we like talk to him he just like go into these like weird rants and so like people that are super into dmt that's kind of like some of the theories is that it's like unlocking um, your brain's ability to like see into other dimensions. Yeah. Like, you know, like multiverse stuff. Yeah. And it's like, oh, that's a cool thought, but, uh, probably a little crazy. Yeah. <laughs> that's the one thing it's like, I would love to try it, but it's also like, yeah, I've done enough. I don't know if I need to push I, the limit. I kind of want to try DMT one time. I just, from what it sounds, it, cause it's something your brain produces anyway. Right. It's like a chemical yeah. your brain produces anyway. And, um, with the trips only like 15 minutes or like it's pretty short i think yeah and uh i wouldn't mind trying it once just to see yeah just to talk to god for yeah. 15 <laughs> minutes <laughs> yeah that'd be nice yeah <laughs> just to yeah are you real <laughs> yeah <laughs> am i real <laughs> am i real <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah i think that'd be fun that seems like a good note to end on we're right about an hour that's usually what i keep it at um awesome. Let's uh let's get some plugs if you want cool. um social media shows anything oh podcast you got podcasts yeah going on. so uh I'm doing a podcast I'm doing two podcasts uh first one's with Katie Orchard and Andrew Davis uh it's called Too Far it's a working title um we haven't released any yet we're just kind of building it up we'll probably release some somewhat soon or never <laughs> or never it's kind of just fun to like talk to people yeah through a microphone yeah know. yeah that's why we kind of like enjoy it because it gives yeah. us like a thing to ha like just hang out but yeah. uh then there's another one uh savage beer garden with tim heights i'm mm -hmm. on that sometimes um check it out and then i got so this friday october 4th i'm doing a roast battle at winston's against andrew davis 
Oh man. Yeah. I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna be gone. I'd love to see that. Yeah, though. I'm really excited. Oh shoot, that would be a really good one. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. So I'm gonna do that, and then October sixth or seventh, I'm doing a show at the Harp. Um, okay. Which is a rough spot. Uh, yeah. I you know the time I did it, I actually I liked it. Kind I've of only done I only did the open mic there, so I uh, think that was always kind of rough, but. I thought uh, I thought they stopped doing that show. Is it? Uh, Neil's doing it, I guess. Oh, okay. Um, I th- it's just like a one-off thing. Oh, okay. Um, cool. Yeah, the one the one show I did there it was like the only people that were there were there to watch sports, but yeah. uh, um, they turned the volume down on the TVs, and uh, at a certain point, like everybody that was there watching sports kind of like turned around and started watching us, and right. it was actually pretty. Hopefully it's, hopefully it's like that. Yeah. Um, then other than that, I mean, I have Instagram Tyler. Oh, I don't even know what my name is. <laughs> Tyler Brandt 37. I think, um, I don't, I, I'm just starting to post on it now. Yeah. Um, yeah. I noticed, um, I noticed that you're pretty new to the Instagram. Well, I've had it for years. I just never uh, use it. Okay. I just yeah. like, there's just like, there's only a handful of posts on it. I yeah. There's like two or three. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm gonna try to use it more. Um, but yeah, that's all I got going cool. on. All right. And uh, Brant is a B-R-A-N-T, right? Yep. No yeah. D. Okay. Cool. Thanks for coming on, dude. Yeah, man. Appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. That's... That's the whole, that's the, the episode that is the podcast with Tyler Brandt, uh, interesting dude, interesting life, funny dude, funny life. I don't really know how that works. Make sure to follow him. Uh, Tyler Brandt, uh, without a D in the last name, B-R-A-N-T, um, Tyler Brandt, all one word. And then the number 37 on Instagram and then Tyler Brandt on Facebook and stuff. You can, you'll find him find him and uh follow him and that'd be awesome uh thank you so much per usual as uh for listening um boy am i struggling right now uh not gonna edit any of this this is how it's gonna end this is this is what's happening um per usual if you want to be on the podcast reach out to me send me a message on uh social media or uh, go to my website hit the uh, contact link at the top right corner of the page um if you have ideas segments um questions things to talk about dude just fucking shoot me a high just send me a positive message send me send me some critiques send me feedback i'm lonely just send me anything dude um yeah just hit me up and uh thank you so much uh for listening it's it's been a blast it's uh I feel like this thing's, you know, it's rolling. We're doing it. And uh, hopefully I'm a little more consistent with it. Um, I shouldn't be quite so busy the next week or two, so I should be getting them out on time uh, and more on a regular schedule. And I apologize for the late, uh, the delayed release of this one. Um, Yeah, thanks so much, guys. And uh, I love you. Bye.